This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Extra Time, the final word on the weekend's action. Uh, it's been a busy old week. Uh, we do seem to love going to London. Um, well, more on that in a bit, but obviously Monday night we were at Fulham. Yesterday we were at Arsenal. We've got trips coming up uh, to West Ham, uh, Brentford. And guess what? We've been drawn against Brentford in the FA Cup away from home at all. It's like we might as well all move to London because that's where our half matches seem to be at the moment. It's just crazy. Uh, we're going to be uh, obviously lost to discuss again tonight. Wolves losing the game 2-1 to Arsenal at the Emirates Stadium. Uh, it's an interesting one, obviously, with another slow start. Bit of resilience. Obviously, players out. Dawson coming back. Um so we're going to have to obviously uh, chew the fat on that as well. We've also got all the um, all the uh, the little quiz that's going to come up at the end between each half. We've got two halves again tonight. Um, we've got two head to heads actually, um, and then we've got uh, the latest offers from NordVPN and also our partners at FOCO. But first of all, before we get started, I do want to say a massive thank you, as always, to Creation Wolf, local Wolverhampton company who uh, deliver extra time and deliver the industry's latest and most advanced digital solutions. They will take your brand, online presence and digital capabilities to the next level and you can find them on creationwolf.com or the link in the description below this video or podcast, and they, uh, they're a good bunch uh, of people. Uh, they are. We've got our first two guests on tonight. We do have, he's back, along with the the wolf on his shoulder. It's Hoops. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, Dave. Evening to you. Evening, everyone. How was your weekend? Did you wake up to some snow? <laughs> yeah, we did. We, we had... Um a family sort of Christmas event last night and fortunately it was quite local to us so we were a little bit concerned getting back late as, as the snow was coming down wasn't it in the early hours um, but it's just as much turned to slush here now hasn't it a bit wet so it was quite picturesque my garden although it's a bit of a, a sight at the moment even looked nice with a bit of covering of snow <laughs> it was hiding a few sins and then uh, it's a little bit wet now isn't it I think so but I think we're into 
this week predicted more of the uh, snow, I think. So, mate, you know, it's no good as far as I'm concerned. It's no, <laughs> no, it's no joke. I mean, no. I'm just thinking just over a week ago, I was in Agadir in Morocco, 22 to yes. 30 degrees in my shorts. I've come back and literally when I went to Arsenal yesterday, I was wearing the thermals to go. It was so cold. Um, and then waking up this morning and it's a beautiful, I mean, snow is such a beautiful thing to look at. Yeah. Right, so it's so picturesque, and then it messes everything up. So I hope it goes very, very fast because, like, like it to look at. That's about it. Yeah, well, I'm, we're we're due to we're due to go to um, to Brussels um, this week as well. So I'm hoping that's because the idea was to go for the Christmas market. So I do love this time of year, but then I'm fearing sort of the train strikes and um, the disruption. So hopefully that goes all okay into plan. Because, um, yeah, I do like this time of year, I must admit. Well, the one thing that, um, you know, you, you're okay with, mate, if you do get stuck for transport, you've got your own wolf to pull your carriage, haven't you? are like a husky. <laughs> mind you. I don't know if you yeah. spoke to him about that. <laughs> That's true, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get him on the, the allowance, really. But, yeah, I suppose it's quite handy, really. He's, he's probably quite the perfect sort of travel partner, isn't he, if I get stuck, so... Right, if you listen to this on the podcast, I ain't being funny, but you're... Uh, did we give him a name? We gave him a name, didn't we? I think we went with Howler, didn't we? I'm sure Howler. I think that might be a shout-out to Sutty for that, I think, Howler, yeah. Howler, well, he's, when I've said that, his mouth's gone. <laughs> he's wide open like that. He ain't very happy about pulling you along in everything like a husky. He doesn't, you know, he's not happy, mate. Anyway, you know... We have also got in the first half of the show the voice of reason himself. It is Jack. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, not so bad. How are you two? Uh, well, oh, you good. know, mate, I'm, I'm I'm suffering, if I'm honest, from like lack of heat and sunshine, like I had a week ago, and like I'm I'm a bit tired, if I'm honest. Fulham, well, you know, I went to Fulham on Monday, half past two back, and then. Obviously, it's a long day yesterday as well to lose again, to be 2 0 down after 13 minutes. And I'm a bit tired, to be honest. But, like, I the, uh, did the FA Cup draw earlier, uh, done the match vlog, put the instant reaction up, international fan. And we got tonight. So it's always a busy weekend here at Always Wolves uh, when it's a match day. Uh, what time did you get back, Jack? Uh, I got back to Wolverhampton about quarter nine. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a long old day, like you say, but it's kind of what we do, isn't it? It's just kind of part and parcel of it. You know, it's, it's getting out of London, isn't it? That's always difficult. You know, you, you, once you get to sort of that, the outside of, of London, it's it's an hour and a half back to the Midlands, isn't it? But you can be stuck in London for two hours after a game, just, just crawling through through traffic lights and, and all sorts. So, yeah, it's not... And when you've lost as well, it's not, not the most pleasant of, of journeys back, is it? But, um, yeah, it's just part, part of it, isn't it? Uh, well, exactly, mate. And, um, you know, I mean, if you're wondering why Jack gets back for like quarter past nine and I'm half past ten, obviously we hang back to do the reaction and edit all of that and get it up for you guys as quick as possible. Um, 
it, you know, and there's a lot to do. And then we have to have a hot cup of tea uh, out the flask and a couple of sandwiches as well. And then we had a stop off on the way back as well, whilst they edited uh, the international fan on the uh, on the services. Um, so we're going to get we've, we've got a lot to talk about. But I, I it is cold, everyone. It is cold, and I have got here a beautiful fleecy blanket with a wolf head on it. Uh, it's dead warm, and I've been watching uh, some of my tea. I look like um, a regal person. I know with this side of the <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah. You need a crown. So warm, and I've been watch. I've been literally. It is so warm. I've been watching a little bit of TV uh, today, and if you're wondering what it is, it's one of these. It is a We Are Wolves uh, fleecy blanket. It is so warm, and I've been sent one by uh, the uh, my friends at Foco, and. Um, Honestly, they send me so much stuff. Obviously, I've got the, uh, I've got the baubles. We've got the crackers. We've got loads. We're going to do a, we will do a, a Christmas special with all the stuff they've sent to me at some point. But if you do uh, fancy, because it's blooming cold, making sure you're kept warm and you want a bit of wolf wolves with you. I'm telling you, this fleecy blanket's brilliant. The link is in the description below this video. Uh, or you can scan the FOCO code on there. It gives you the general stuff. But the link direct to the blankets below the video. And if you use Always Walls 15, you get a discount as well. So uh, plenty of time for Christmas ordering. You might want to wrap some wrap a present up in that or wrap yourself up in it or wrap uh, another Walls fan up in it. But there you go. Uh, hoops, um, I'm going to get started with you, mate. What did you make of the game yesterday? What's your, your, your points that you want to make? I think... To try and summarise the game, I was looking on social media for, for other people's reactions as well, because I think you watch the game and you kind of think, you know, it's very subjective, isn't it, at times? So have people seen the sort of the same game as, as I've seen in context? And I think what was a common theme was the word passive, uh, because that's certainly how I felt as a, as a performance fr from Wolves. I think I, I, I posted that I, it's a little bit unfair, but it kind of felt as if, we never really believed that we would get anything from that game. You know, that's the way the performance came across. Um, and it was really frustrating. As, as you, you referenced earlier, it was a slow start. You know, the look at, you look at the Saka goal and you think, incredible player, of course, but he's just waltzed right through. The second goal, of course, is a very well-worked goal. And I absolutely get that Arsenal are a very good side. They're in form, you know, they did well in the Champions League in the, the week. There's not many weaknesses in that side. Um, but I thought we paid them a lot of respect. And, you know, people were saying before the game, oh, is this a free hit? And I don't buy into this free hit nonsense because if you work so hard to get in the Premier League, you're there on merit. This isn't an FA Cup tie where we're suddenly sort of a non-league minnows and we're rolling out the red carpet. We go there because we expect to put in a performance and get something out of the game. I know we were going to always face an uphill battle, losing Lamina and Gomez. And I think, you know, that that was evident, you know, in that midfield. They're huge losses, particularly Lamina, who has been one of the best players this season. But, it, you know, yes, Arsenal are very good, but I'll leave that to the Arsenal podcast to talk about. For us, um, Maybe I'm being a bit critical, but I just expect a little bit more from us. And I think the game passed us by. Kuna, you know, got a great goal. And then it was, oh, actually, we might be able to get something here, which felt a little bit too little too late. But I think what 
30 minutes in, it was going to look like a pretty embarrassing scoreline. So it wasn't, but we still don't get any points. So I, I just thought that it was a very passive and a, a performance to forget from ourselves. Yeah, I mean, you made the point there. I've got a minute, uh, 13 minutes in, 2-0. I thought, here we go again. I thought yeah. it might be a cricket score. Um, you know, we did... We, uh, and, and I'm sure Jack's got another uh, uh, opinion on that. Before I get into that, I do want to say a big thank you to uh, Neil Lewis, who's just become our latest YouTube member. If you want to become a member, why not treat yourself? Uh, we do have a private uh, Discord group where we chat every day about everything and everything, and you know, it's a really good uh, community. So thank you to Neil uh, for becoming our latest member. We'll put the link to the members Discord group up on the community tab for you uh, on the members area later. Uh, yeah, I mean, Hoops, I agree with what you say. Um, after 13 minutes, I, I mean, I must admit, I was it, it was it was exactly the start we didn't want. We were talk, yeah. we actually took, if you watch the match vlog. We talk about it. Sensational Stan is going, let's not be sleepy at the start. Two minutes in against um, Tottenham, goal. You know, I think it was about four or five minutes against Fulham, one nil down. And it was five, you know, what was it? Five minutes, six minutes, we're, we're a goal down against uh, Arsenal. And then two down. And it's like, what do you think? Why do you think that was again, Jack? Um um, I, I'm not sure to be honest. I, I, it it almost like O'Neill sort of sets us up to sort of sit off early on and sort of let the opposition have the ball and and we we work out their shape and we see where their creative players are going to be sort of picking holes and things like that. The issue is we're conceding goals. You know, you you, you can't go one nil down in the Premier League and win very often, especially away from home, and, and that seems to be a bit of a theme at the minute. We go one nil down very very early. It quietens our crowd. It gets, you know, I wonder whether there was a little bit of a hangover from Fulham in our performance yesterday because there was obviously there was the the anger, the injustice, the, you know, the, the frustration, whatever you want to call it, after the the decisions that went against us. And I just wonder whether the players were still feeling a little bit sorry for themselves and, and they sort of came out into a, to a big stadium against a good team. And we sort of like, like Hoops has summed it up perfectly. We were really passive. We didn't make a tackle. We didn't win a second ball. We weren't great in the air. We didn't really feed off any scraps that we did manage to kind of create in the first half. So it was very, very much like we sort of played into their hands. You know, Arsenal. if you just said to Arsenal fan, Arsenal player, Arsenal manager before the game, what do you want to do? We want a couple of goals early and then we can control the tempo and we can control the story of the game. And that's exactly what they did. You know, let's be fair, 2-1 flatters us massively. You know, they they could easily, easily have got 3-4-5 in that, in that game and it wouldn't have, wouldn't have, been you know in, in just at all so you know we were very lucky that the, the Kuna goal gave us a little bit of a glimmer because we should have been dead and buried by then oh, we should have been dead and buried by then actually I mean um I don't think we really laid a glove on them until about 75 minutes and the last podcast I talked about um you know we talked about set pieces you know better delivery I mean we you know we even in that win Against Tottenham, our delivery was poor from set pieces. You know, since Neto's been going, um, and that was an issue that we, you know, we wanted them to work on. I don't even know if we had a corner um, yesterday. Did we have a corner? I don't think we did. I, 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 the, the stat kept coming up to say I think they must have had seven or eight at least, and we hadn't had one at that point. So yeah, somebody will correct us otherwise. But no, 
we we didn't have many touches in their box, did we? Ultimately, to get even close to to that. Um, Here we have it. We had absolutely zero corners, so we're talking about delivery from set pieces, and we didn't even have a set piece to uh, to do anything with. We had a couple of free kicks, I thought. Um, yeah, passive is a good word that you use, hoops actually. Um, but I think it's a bit concerning um, how passive we are at the start of games because, you know, get at them, put them on the back foot straight away. I thought the first minute we were thinking, then we were just, you know, they were pressing us and we were panicking, making mistakes, couldn't keep the ball. Um, giving it them back. And when you get against an Arsenal team and you're just giving them wave after wave after wave of attack, you know, I mean, Saka is a world-class player for me. He's absolutely fantastic against anyone. I wish we'd have had eight Nuri on that side. Um, obviously, he was out injured. Hugo Bueno's coming back from an injury. Um, so he got six. He, he, we were talking about this before the game. Is he going to go with Bueno? He's maybe got a little bit more pace than Doherty or Do or Doherty, um, and have a little bit more experience. He went with Bueno. Um, I don't think he did a lot wrong, really. Uh, Saka sort of bumbled his way through. I thought Dawson uh, coming back in was a little bit off the pace as well. I thought his tackle was a bit powder puff and then comes through to Saka. It's an instinctive finish uh, and they're 1-0 up. And then, you know, they had chance after chance after that. And then the second goal, although it was a really, really good goal, and it was, you don't leave. Bellegarde leaves. Who was it? Uh, who scored the second goal for them? Uh, Odegaard, wasn't it? Bellegarde leaves Odegaard free on the penalty spot. He's literally saying, Pass me the ball with a big, like, neon sign. And the, the ball comes into him. And the, the, obviously, the, the SARS over at the near post. And it's just. An easy goal. Saar's got no chance. Uh, obviously, they hit the post after that. Um, I thought Saar, he injured his... Obviously, he was struggling with his back, but he was very brave um, to come out even after that injury and make a very important save after 2-0. And then Bentley came in. And I was a bit worried because Bentley against Ipswich, I thought, was very poor. But I thought he did good. Uh, Jack, what was you? What was your thought on the the um, you know Sars injury um, and also Bentley when he came on? It was a strange one, wasn't it? Because we couldn't see what Sars had possibly done to hurt his back, other than obviously comically pick the ball out the back of the net because that was anything he'd done in the first sort of ten minutes, wasn't it? So yeah. I'm not quite sure. We we were sort of speculating that he'd done something in in training in the week and he sort of felt it again and sort of thought I'm not going to risk it, you know, and maybe he's gone off. But I think you're right with Bentley. I think he's is is your typical number two goalkeeper, isn't he? You know, if if Saar was out for twenty games, you'd be really really worried about Bentley. But coming in for the odd game here, then here and there, you know, I think he's okay. And I think the, you know, he was really good at Old Trafford last year, wasn't he? When he when he made his debut, so I think you know the big occasion, the big the big opposition, just brings a little bit out of him. And I thought he was he was he was fine, wasn't he? He, he had a couple of really good saves, and, and his distribution was was okay. I just I wanted to, to quickly mention stars. Yeah, I just want to quickly mention, you said about Dawson, the, the the tackle for the Saka goal. I wonder, he was a little bit tentative. I wonder if he's still worried about giving away a penalty because we've had some absolute stinkers against us, haven't we, where there's been very, very, very minimal contact and the player's flopped over and the ref's given a penalty. I wonder if Dawson was thinking, well, if I put my foot there, 
and Saka goes over it, the referee might give a penalty. I just wonder whether that was playing on his mind a little bit and he sort of ended up not really making a tackle at all and letting him sort of bounce off him and, and, and get the shot away. I just wondered whether that was something that, that might have been playing on his mind a little bit. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. I think, sorry, Dave, I think I think that's something that I've been conscious of with, as you say, A, there being a hangover from, from the Fulham, as, as Jack referenced, but also the fact that we've seen at Sheffield United away and we've seen, um, do you say, at Fulham, mentally, is that going to, that has to make a difference, doesn't it, to a player's psychology when they're in the box and they're around? You don't want them to lose that sort of, reaction and, and that, that natural instinct to get their foot in. But psychologically, when you've got, you know, those these decisions going against you, it's a real tough balance, isn't it, really? And I think that I think I think that's a really good point, Ray. You know, it's it's only human for them to be a little bit cautious at, in and around the box, but we don't want that to, to be to their detriment and to be too uh, negative in, in that scenario. And we still want them to be as natural as possible and put their foot in. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the leading up to that first goal, I think that I think Gary O'Neill came out post match and, and said to you know to that effect, it wasn't great defending on our side. But I think talking about the slow start as well, I mean, it'd be interesting when when we face Burnley. It, is this a tactic sort of you know away from home? But then you mentioned obviously Spurs got that early goal against us, so perhaps it's not just a home thing. Maybe it is you know a, a mentality switch really, but. That's got to be concerning to have have these slow starts. I think our stats are we do score the majority of our goals, you know, the last sort of 30, 40 minutes of games. Um, doesn't matter if you get more, I suppose, where they come, but that is something I think he's got to be looking at. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that because, like, to me, it's a concern. I mean, we're, you know, we're getting goals given against us on VAR decisions anyway. We don't need to make our, you know, and we, 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 we'll, we've, we've covered a lot on that um, in regards to uh, the injustices that Wolves have served quite rightly. So, and it, you know, the fan base have, you know, frustrated and angry about that. But we keep giving ourselves a, a, a bit of a, a mountain to, to climb straight away because, like, if you, you know, you're, you're playing 90 minutes plus all the added time, if by the time you get to five, 10 minutes, you're already a goal down, you've got, like, 80 minutes and you're a goal down, you know. And yeah, we've the one thing I, you know, I, I liked yesterday was that we showed resilience, we showed character, we didn't fold. Although you know we got a bit lucky not conceding the third, um, and then I thought we started to settle down a little bit. We do have to, of course, take into account that both of our main central midfielders, Mario Lamina. And Joe Gomez were suspended simultaneously, and both of those players are very um, strong in the tackle. Shall we say they, 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 you know, they cover the cover the ground. They love a tackle. They they're very alert defensively, but they're both very good on the ball as well. And Mario Lamina, who is surely already a contender for Player of the Season at this early stage. He's a mammoth miss. Had we had both of those been in the middle of the park, maybe, um, you know, I thought Bubakar Traore got better as the game went on, but I thought the first sort of 15 minutes, he felt like um, a, a little child floating around in the middle, lost. Um, I thought Tommy Doyle did well. He was quite positive with what he got and, and grew into the game. And I thought both of those grew 
into the game as thing. But I thought they, they haven't really started a Premier League game at that pace. And I thought it showed. And maybe that's why we're having wave after wave of Arsenal attacks early doors. And then once we started to just... Re- they started to understand what was happening with the runners. They started to realise where they were going to be and started to pick them up. And then we started to look a little bit more secure, although we didn't really test. We test and we got up the we got the pitch a couple of times, and then, you know, they pick us off. We never really created a clear opportunity, um, but I thought we grew into the game, Jack, as it went along. And then, as we got into the second half, uh, I was saying all along we need to get into the dressing room two 0 if we get into the dressing room 2-0, you can have a chat. We can have a reset. Um, and the longer the game went on, I kept saying, it's like we're only 2-0 down. If we can get a goal out of somewhere, I think they'll panic. And it, it was interesting because the start of the game, we were panicking. Like, panicking Mr. Mannering with the wave after wave attack. That goal that we got from Kuna, who, by the way, what a great finish that was from uh, Matthias Kuna. You know, we were like a boxer that had been jabbed a lot, you know, to the tummy, got caught on the chin a couple of times, been, you know, we were blocking it off and defending. And then we swung a punch and we got them on the chin and they wobbled, man. They were like this and they were like on the ropes. And I swear down, if we'd have had another five minutes, we'd, we'd have got it. I swear we'd have got an equalizer because they were, it was Arsenal that were kicking the ball away at the end. And we were the ones that were winning the ball back. And it was wave and wave after attack going forward. And there was a chance, I think, just not long. I mean, I know they hit the post again and they could have made it 3 1 on a, on a counter attack and he, the guy missed. But like, we did have a, the ball just didn't drop for us to get that second goal. There's a couple of scrambles and it got kicked away. I just felt that we showed a bit of resilience, but it was too late, too little, too late hoops. It was, it was. I think Arsenal must have thought, oh my God, like you say, why are we panicking? Because they were in cruise control for, I would say, 75, 80, 80 minutes and, we just got a comment there as well. And I think Arsenal, maybe they've you conceded, you know, last-minute goals, haven't they, I think, at home over the last couple of years. So that was probably in their minds. But again, really, we had no entitlement to get anything from in the context of the performance. We we were perhaps not far away. And um, I know Gary O'Neill was frustrated, saying, you know, there should have been more time added on. So I think to that point, he thought, well, actually, we could... Li- six minutes, to be, all, to be fair. yeah. I thought maybe we could nick it, justified or not. You know, we wouldn't care, obviously. But, um, yeah, in the context of the game, I, I felt, you say, we were never really in it. It was too little, too late. However, um, it, they were sort of at the point where they were like, oh, my God, the panic stations and uh, of, of their own sort of um, down to themselves, really. Um, and, yeah, it would have been lovely to have, to have nicked something, but obviously it wasn't to be. It would have been um, it would have been a daylight robbery had we got out of there with with a with a with with a point. But it's funny things happen at football. They do say two nils a dangerous scoreline, and Arsenal didn't get the third. And I think the frustration of not getting the third and, and the sucker punch of Kuna's goal, um, you know, and it was a brilliant goal. I mean, but Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. 
Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jack, you were there, obviously there, and I thought the fans played a real good part yesterday, the Wolves fans, because, you know, we we, we were like hit with the, t- here we go again, 2-0, and we're, the mentality of us in the stadium are thinking, oh, it could be a bloody cricket score again here. But I, I thought that the belief within the fans started to grow and uh, it started like a ripple from one side and started to walk out, you know, Wolverhampton Wanderers and it built and it built and it built. And the fans started to, that, that noise started to come through and I think that fed into the team um, and that belief started to come and you just need to start these games so much better because like, I, you, you know, we, we, we've got really important games coming up against Burnley. OK, they beat Sheffield United. They won 5-0. That's, a you know, a, a confidence boost for them. They scored within 15 seconds. You know, Sheffield had a player set off the 1-5-0. They're going to have their tails up. And then we've got what is kind of like a little bit of a, a niggly match against Forest next week. But these next two games are very important games, Jack. We can't be falling asleep. We need... We're at home. We need to be on the front foot and getting the lead and taking the game away from them. Absolutely. I think these are the kind of games that that, that are going to be more crucial than yesterday, really. You know, and, and I agree with Hoops. It's not a free hit. But if you'd have said to me, you know, for example, which game do you want Lamina and Gomez to miss? You'd say, well, Arsenal. Because even if they were available, we probably wouldn't win anyway. But having them available now for Forest and Burnley is is much, much more advantageous to us, isn't it? But I think you're really important. Make sorry, you make a really important point on the fans because I think, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, I think our fan base really like this team now, and they really like this manager. And I think you could see yesterday that yeah, okay, we're two 0 down against a really good team. We haven't been very good, but we've got key players missing. But we can see that this team is still trying. They're still showing character. They're still digging in. And I think the fans really responded to that and, and got behind them and said, you know what, we can see that you're playing for that little badge there on your shirt and we like that and we're going to support you and we're going to get get behind you and encourage you. And it just sort of, like you say, built from there. And then it was too little too late. And, and let's be fair, it would have been the least deserved point in a long time if we'd have nicked it. So, you know, I've, I've got no no issue with us losing that game. They were miles better than we were. But it just it just goals change games and all of a sudden they're thinking two nil up we can take this player off resting for Tuesday we can take this guy off you know we can give this guy twenty minutes who don't normally play all of a sudden it's two one Arteta's losing his rag on the touchline at the fourth official they're booting the ball out of play they're making defensive substitutions it just completely almost flipped on its head didn't it and and if there was going to be another goal it would have been us but like I said I'm not going to sort of sit here and, and say we were lucky not to get anything and you know we, we weren't great and and. I think the fans, you know, kind of acknowledged that it was it was the effort and the commitment that the players were showing, and that's what they got behind, rather than the the quality of the performance. Uh, yeah, hoops has dropped out there, and 
He's hoping to drop. There he is. He's dropped back and he wanted to swap places with you. Look on the screen. Oh, That's what go. he wanted to do. He likes to be there. We switched wings. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah, the other thing that you got to, we have got to bear in mind, obviously, Neto's out. Had we had Neto against Arsenal as well, against anyone really, he's such an outlet because he will run the ball up the pitch. Uh, and it, and although it's, he's him on his own, if you've got that threat who can create something as well, it does psychologically push the other team back. They start to keep players back to deal with that. Um, obviously, eight Norrie. Um, was walking off with a boot against Fulham. You know, he might be back in touch for um, for the game against Ball at Burnley, hopefully for Forest. Um, Dawson came back as as well. Um, but we keep we started you know started to pick up a few injuries as well. Jose saw with his back. I mean, Gary O'Neill's talked about that. It hopefully nothing too bad. We haven't got a massive strength in depth. You saw, again, uh, we started to see again on the bench at the weekend, a lot of academy players again, because we're starting to think. But Jack, I want to come on something that's come out today, has been reported today, that Johnny Otto was omitted from uh, the match day squad against Arsenal uh, for a training down in, training ground incident uh, disciplinary. What's your thoughts on that? Without knowing all of the facts, it's hard to comment, isn't it? Um, I, I, I get that he's probably frustrated because he was sat on the bench Monday night. Nuri pulls up with a, an ankle injury and O'Neill brings Matt Doherty on instead, right back to play left back rather than bringing Johnny on, for example. So I can, I can understand that there's a little bit of frustration, but ultimately you're there to play for the team rather than yourself. So if, if he is sort of, and again, it's only speculation, isn't it? So we can't really sort of hang draw and quarter him on 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 press rumor. So, um, but it's disappointing because you had the the Sarabia incident as well, didn't you? Where he liked to comment, I, I think you did, uh, about not being coming on against Fulham and just little things like that just start to sort of undermine what the, the team spirit that we've been working really hard to build. Um, you know, and I think you've got to kind of stamp it out. And I think this is probably a big opportunity actually for O'Neill to sort of put his marker down and say, listen, you know, if you disrespect your teammates, if you disrespect the supporters and you're not going to play. And if Johnny has done that in whatever form that is, then I think O'Neill's absolutely right to say, you're not going to be involved this weekend. Well, it, it, it'd be an interesting one to, 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 to know exactly what's going on. I guess it'll all come out in the wash at some point. I mean, Johnny Otto decided he wanted to stay to fight for his place. Um, I'm guessing he might be thinking there's injuries, there's opportunities for him to come in. Um, frustration. You can't have, um, you know, have that. So maybe that's why Sarabia, you can understand his frustration. I mean, I was frustrated he didn't get a chance against Fulham as well. Uh, but he did come on again uh, against Arsenal and did OK again. And he's got to be probably pushing for a, for a start. Sasha came on possibly a little bit too late for me. Um in this game, when we wanted to get balls into the box, we needed like him. Although he was a bit, he, he, he was a little bit absent without leave against Fulham. Maybe not the right game for him. But you've got to have people that can deliver into the box. Uh, Kuna was really, really good. But let's come. Let's go on to. Um, let's go on. We'll start with you, Hoops, for your performance rating, your highlight or moment of the day, and that can be anything to do with the game or not. And your man of the match. What you're going for? 
Oh, it's it's difficult because I think in the context of the player, you, you can look, you can shape this a number of ways, can't you? You can go in the context of your two first choice centre midfielders out playing against top of the league. A two-one is sort of a noble loss. I don't like the idea of a noble loss because we bloody lost, so we don't get any points. But I, I, for me, I don't think it was a good performance from us. Um, I would say five and a half, which sounds really harsh because of the opposition. But I'm, but I'm, I'm talking about us as, as, a, as a team and in, in terms of the performance. So I would say five and a half. I think um, notable sort of uh, recognition for, for Bentley. We discussed him briefly earlier. After a you know a pretty disappointing uh, game against Ipswich to come in at two nil when they're really on top, you know um, he's obviously an experienced goalkeeper. I think we've got to give him some credit there for coming in and, and being a pretty safe pair of hands at that point. Um, but I think for the goal that then Cunha would probably get the um, the man of the match performance for me, and uh, and the moment would be the goal because it was instinctive and it was um, a bright spark on a on, a, on a, a little bit more of a dimmer performance. Uh, yeah, I think that's um, that's well said, mate. Well said. Jack, over to you, same question. Uh, kind of agree, really. I, I think the performance wasn't... I didn't recognise our team, if you like, for large parts of that game that I've seen in, in recent weeks that's been building and building. So I was really, I say disappointed. And, and I get you, you contextualise it and you say it's Arsenal away and you've got key players missing. But... There's basic things that you need to do, even with players missing and even against good teams. I don't think we did it enough. Um, so I'm going to say five again. I'll, I'll go with five. I can't give it any higher than that because um, we weren't great. But we showed a lot of character to stick in and, and, and make it awkward for them towards the end. So you kind of give give the team some credit for that. Uh, man of the match, I agree with Hoops Cunha. He was probably the only player in old gold yesterday who looked like he could play for the other team. Really, you know, he looked like he could he could get into that Arsenal group. Really, he was he was very very good, and again, the goal is 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 what we wanted. I mean, I've been a big, I've been torn on Kuna as you know, because I think he's a phenomenal footballer. But for the money we paid, I think he needs to score more goals. And I know he's not necessarily in the squad to do that, and he's not in the team to be a number nine and get you know twenty goals a season, for example. But for the like, I say he needs to start scoring goals. It's really nice to see just a natural, lovely, instinctive finish into the into the net because I think that's what he's capable of. And we saw it against Bournemouth, didn't he? It was a very similar goal, actually, just a, a little layoff to him and he just sort of first time into the into the corner. So yeah, it was a great goal. Um, you know, and let's hope that these two and two now, isn't it? So let's hope he can sort of kick on and put a real run of form together over the, the festive period and, you know, kick on. Absolutely. And um let's have a look at the player ratings that we've uh that's been given uh, on the Always Walls website, as I say. Um, you know, our website, you, there's no charges for going on there or anything like that. We have some great articles. Uh, we have the match report. We always have a history article. It's worth your bookmarking. Uh, the player ratings actually were done this week uh, by Nick Parks, who's uh, born in Wolverhampton but living in, over in Barcelona, would you believe? Uh, he gave Jose Sara four, Nelson Semedo a four, Craig Dawson a five, Max Kilman a five, Totti Gomez a three. Oh, I thought Totti Gomez had a really good game. So yeah. watching it differently uh, to me. In fact, I thought uh, I gave Totti Gomez my man of the match. I thought he did quite well considering defensively, and he had a new haircut as well, a bit like uh, going a bit like Lamina's. Hugo Bueno a six, 
Bellegarde of four, Tommy Doyle of four, Bubikar of four, Wang a two. Uh, he's, and he has given another two. And he's given Matthias Kuna a seven man of the match. And then you've got your substitutes there. Um, whether you agree with it or not, those are the uh, the things we, you know, you can. You can, any of you can apply to uh, to write for us on the Always Wolves website if you want to uh, write some articles or get involved with any of that. And then there's a really good article by uh, Dave Porter, um, who is basically a Wolves Essex-based supporter. Uh, he's old. He said he's old enough to have seen the descent from the bottom, young enough to have experienced uh, the days. Um, but like he, he always writes really, really, really well. And it's worth a read, this is, because it's six points we learned from the Wolves' defeat. I'm not going to go into it. No one seemed to believe we could get anything from the game. Uh, we missed key players. The Korean guys form. Kuna a bargain, question mark. There'll be changes in January. And this defeat was easier to take than the VAR robbery. I do recommend that you bookmark alwayswolves.co.uk. We have lots of articles that go on there. We'll be covering a lot with the transfer window as well. Uh, and we always have a, a nice history article running up to every game and also match reports as well. So, um, you know, that's a very, very, very good read. I mean, what did you think of the uh, the player ratings there, um, Hoops? Um, look, it's a difficult one. Uh, it, if you put yourself out there with player ratings, <laughs> you get shot at, don't you? You can't win. It's so, it's so subjective. We've seen like the Express and Star and... and Nathan, who used to come on, on here now and again, you know, he used to do them, didn't he? And, and it's, it's yeah, I think the only one that stood out, I thought two for Hang was a bit harsh. He didn't have a great game, but I don't know what your, I don't know what your barometers are really, but I think, I think Cunha was, was decent and I agree, Totty, but it's all subjective. It's, it's his opinion, he's entitled to them, but um, and this is what it's all about, creating debate and stuff like that. And yeah. you go on there and you can look at it and, and, and score them uh, yourself. But I do say uh, bookmark alwayswolves.co.uk because, as I say, um, there's always lots of content going on there. If you're a Wolves fan, um, if you like to read articles as well as listen to the podcasts and obviously listen to us talk, it's definitely worth a read. We have thousands, of, you know, over a thousand hits on the website a day with lots of the articles as well. Uh, guys, are you ready for the quiz? No, <laughs> but no. let's do it. Let's have a go, <laughs> shall we? Okay, let's so your quiz. I recently got to meet uh, Mick McCarthy, actually. And so this quiz is on Mick McCarthy. So you literally got, because it's two on two, you got five shots each, right? So Did you ask him like favourite TV programmes or are they football questions they are, they are <laughs> legitimate answers right okay so, okay mick mccarthy um who wants to go first and who wants to go second in fact I'll, I'll do this right i'll do this i've got a um what have i got right i've, I've got i've got a coaster right it's going to be in my left hand or my right hand okay and you're gonna to have to trust me on this so I'm going to go with my coaster. I'm going to shuffle it around and I'm going to go left and right. And hoops, you can pick my left hand or my right hand and then you can decide. Let's go left. You can pick first or second penalty. Okay. Um, go on, I'll go on the spot first. Put me up, Put me up for the first pen. Okay, mate. So um, where was Mick McCarthy born? 
Barnsley, Blackpool, Rotherham or Doncaster? Uh, Barnsley. Smashes it. Jack's thinking, I wish I had that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Jack, you're up. During his senior playing career, Mick McCarthy made over 500 league appearances and 50 international appearances. For which Scottish club did he play for a spell during this time? Was it Rangers, Celtic, Celtic Aberdeen or Dundee? Celtic. Nicely put away. One each. Right, back to you, Hoops. Who did Mick McCarthy take over from as manager of Wolves? Was it Glenn Oddle, Dave Jones, Colin Lee or Mark McGee? Oh, shit, I really should know this tonight. Um, oh, my God. Uh, Glenn Hoddle. You're going for Glenn Hoddle? Yeah. Locking it in. Slot it Locked away. 2-1. Uh, Jack, how many seasons did it take Mick McCarthy to get Wolves back into the Premier League? Was it one, two, three, or four? Uh, three. Correct. Two, two. Um, Hoops, under Mick McCarthy, how many seasons did Wolves survive the Premier League? One, two, three, or four? Two. Two. You locking that in? Locked in, yeah. Hit the post. Fortunately, it was three. three. So that gives Jack the opportunity to put his nose in front on penalty uh, three. What was Wolves' highest league finish in the Premier League under Mick McCarthy? 10th, 12th, 13th or 15th? Uh, 15th. Slots it away again. Yeah. 3-2. Okay. You ready then, Hoops? Which player will go on to score 64 goals in 190 appearances, 193 appearances for Wolves that Mick McCarthy signed from Plymouth Argyle in 2008? Matt Jarvis, Sylvan Ebanks Blake, Dave Edwards, or Kevin Doyle? That was Sylvan Ebanks Blake, his Wanderers number nine. Incorrect answer. Three out of four, but Jack taking his fourth penalty to stay in the lead. Mick McCarthy was sacked by Wolves after an embarrassing 5-1 home defeat in February 2012. Against which club were Wolves playing that day? West Bromwich Albion, Liverpool, Everton or Chelsea? I don't want to say the name live on air, but West Bromwich Albion. The West Birmingham Baggybergs. That's, that's absolutely correct. So that's four out of four. You have to score this hoops. Otherwise, okay. Jack will be running from the centre circle. To celebrate. <laughs> After being sacked by Wolves, which club did Mick McCarthy take over as manager of? Was it Celtic, the Republic of Ireland, Itchwich Town or Millwall? Um, so he was at Millwall prior to us as a player and a manager. He did later go to Ireland, but was it straight to Ireland or Ipswich? Um, Ipswich? Calm under pressure. Slots it away. <laughs> Jack, to win the penalty shootout, five goal, five slotted away, five four. You need to answer this one question. Wolves won 104 games whilst Mick McCarthy was manager. For how many games was he manager? Was it 200, 
204, 208, or 270? Uh, I'm just trying to do some quick maths in my head here. What was the options again? And I'll pick the one that's closest to the one in my head. 200, 204, 208, 270. 208. Oh, he's hit the post. <laughs> he's hit the post to win it. it that, goes was a, that was a tough penalty, though, that oh, was. God. It goes to sudden get. I'll just turn over the page. This is going to be interesting. Okay. So, Bill McGarry. What was Bill McGarry's full name? Hoops. Was it Bill McGarry, William McGarry, William Stephen McGarry, or William Harry McGarry? I'm going to, yeah, a complete guess. William Harry uh, McGarry. I reckon that you've literally, you've just gone to just lump it down the middle of the middle of the goal there, aren't you? And out the keeper dives. I I, I, I went for Harry because that was my late granddad's name. That was the only reason I went for that. Well, the keeper's dived. It's gone down the middle of the thing and you've taken the initiative. Five out of six. It's Jack from the jaws of victory. (laughs) What was the last club Bill McGarry managed before taking over Wolves? Was it... Watford, Itchwich Town, Huddersfield Town, or Everton? Not a clue. Huddersfield Town. Oh, Jack from the jaws of victory. Uh, Hoops has jumped, literally jumped through hoops uh, (laughs) the game. Absolutely incredible. Uh, You've taken it. Um, So well done to you, Hoops. You have taken it at the last five goals to four. Jack, did so well up until that last penalty. So, yeah, just looking ahead uh, now, finally, to um, Burnley and Nottingham Forest. Hoops, give us your score predictions for those. Both of those. Do you know what? Let's be positive. Um, I'm going to say we're, we're going to get six points. So I'll go 2 1 in our favour against Burnley um, and a 1 0 against Forest at home as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. And Jack, finally? Uh, I was I'm thinking 3 2 against Burnley. I think I think there'll be goals in that game. I think, I think they, they've conceded a lot, but they've also started to score, haven't they? So I, I think we'll come on the right side of a. Bit of a classic there, and then I think like Hoops one nil against Forest. Like so, it, that'll be a tight, much tighter so you think game. Six I think six points for both of you. Hopefully, you know, yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why not? Let's. What do you think? What do you think, Dave? Are you are you confident, mate? You'll have to wait till the match previews <laughs> to see all of my uh, <laughs> predictions, okay. predictions as well, which will be coming out <laughs> tomorrow. So there you Good go. Stuff. Okay, uh, guys, thank you ever so much for joining us. That's been very entertaining tonight. Congratulations, Hoops, on beating uh, the Voice of Reason there. Um, Have you lost yet, Hoops? Oh, yeah, I think I have. I think I probably have. That's probably my first win, to be honest with you. So, yeah, we... um, 
maybe we're too late in the day for this, but we should do maybe a league table running, shouldn't we? I think, but um, no. I might put a league um, table, start a league table from the new year, I think, or maybe I'll start yeah. a league table. I don't know. I have randomly got a tro- I have got a trophy here, <laughs> which is not <laughs> intentional. That's a good one, actually. I could do, I could think about. We we'll get table. that engraved if you want. Yeah, just take whatever yeah, that has. Yeah. For the number of wins and stuff. I'll, what I'll do is I might go and watch them back and work out what I've got so far and uh, when I've got a bit of time and then I can put a table together. All right, nice, good idea. If you think we should be having a league table, guys, um, for the quiz, uh, let me know in the comment section uh, below. Chris, I think Chris Humphreys would probably be bottom. So, ha, ah, Chris, he's very competitive, Chris. Anyway, guys, thanks ever so much and we'll see you hopefully next week. Yeah, nice yeah one. take care, everyone. Yeah, everyone. All the best. Take care. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.